take place in part of the Philippines, Japan, and Indonesia. Um, they're slated to start, I think, soon. I think, actually, as of, like, next week, you can watch, like, the pre- preliminary practice games. Like, the teams will be doing with their select teams, and they usually put those on the internet and shit. Uh, I know a lot of fans will do it. If you know, the, I know I saw some of the Mavs beat writers are like, Mavs in the World Cup, and it's like, uh, you know, Lucas playing for Slovenia, all that bullshit. Um, I figured we could do something like that, but probably, like, next week, um, maybe a little bit later, because the actual World Cup doesn't start till the end of August. Mm, so, right. Um, the groups are announced. I'm looking at the schedule we, again. I don't know that. I don't know if we need to get into all that. I just was going to save this for introducing our uh, our guys representing the good old US of A, um, and then get you guys thoughts on it. Um, I will say it doesn't jump off the paper at you, um, but I definitely would. I would. I'm. I'm. I'm happy personally with this roster. I'll say that going into it, even if it fails. I like this roster. Um, so the guards, you're going to have Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Halliburton, Anthony Edwards, and Austin Reeves. Uh, any any thoughts about the guards, or should I just move on to the whole roster here for any interesting uh, names? Uh, Why? No, I think I don't, where are the Where are the good players? Well, so you have to remember, and, I, and that's a, that's that's essentially why I wanted to bring this up because that's going to be the way most people look at this roster. But in all reality, it's this roster is very stacked, especially since this the Olympics are next year. So I don't think that uh, everyone's going full ho. Uh, Nicola's not going to play. Um, I think most there are a lot of NBA players that are preparing for the World Cup, but there are a few notable exceptions, and and so we'll see. But. Um, you know, Brunson should have been an all-star, wasn't, it's fine. Halliburton already was an all-star. Halliburton's a nice player. I don't miss, it's not that big a deal. Austin Reeves is a little interesting, but when you remember that he's probably like the most likely end of bench guy and or, you know, you can't have all the stars. So this is always, there's always that guy. Like Michael Red was on one of the great Team USA teams, you know, Carl uh, Malone, you know, just kidding. I mean, I know Carl Malone's good. It's just, yeah, it's just fuck Carl Malone is what is what we're saying. No, Christian yep. Leitner would be the actual answer, but he was a college thing anyway. So it's good guard room. I love the guard room because it's it's basically when I want Anthony Edwards to big dog everybody and be our superstar, I'll ask him to go do that. And I and Anthony Edwards, I mean. I hope we live in a world that in four years I'm making a conversation about Anthony Edwards being the best player in basketball. You know, maybe that's still lofty for him, but like there's, I still hold out hope. This, this kid is super special and he's good. He's, he's really like, he's a fuck boy. He has fun, but like he's, he's about his business too. So I really trust him ultimately long-term. 
Um, so it's exciting to see him with this opportunity. Um, forwards, Paolo Banquero. So it's a former number one overall pick. Uh, controversially turned down uh, our native country of Italy. But, you know, I feel you, brother. Represent the good old US of A. Uh, Josh Hart. Um, Josh Hart. Now that's another role player. But if you remember, Keldon Johnson ended up being saving our ass, essentially. Um, Big body. Yeah, I mean, when we sent a bunch of fucking shock chuckers up, Dame Lillard, fucking Tatum, and Durant, God love them, and we needed somebody to balance out the force. Uh, it was Keldon Johnson was a fucking miracle, um, and Josh Hart's perfect for that because there is no expectation of Josh Hart taking shots <laughs> unless they're open. Um, Mikel Bridges. Uh, and Cam Johnson, so basically both of the starting forwards for the Brooklyn Nets, uh, both I think are really outstanding young talents. They're both really long players. They both can play off of stars. They already have. Um, so those are awesome fits as well. And then most importantly, in my opinion, the team captain this year, Brandon Ingram. And maybe you guys don't feel that that's a sexy name, but I think that those of us who watch a lot of this stuff, I feel like Brandon's ready. Um, I'm kind of happy that Jason Tatum didn't join because I think Jason Tatum is sort of with, with Kevin Durant retiring in a way, Jason Tatum is sort of the guy you would expect to be the te- the best player on this team, but it looks like Tatum also took the year off. Um, so I, I, I love that personally because I really think Brandon's ready um, to be the best player on team USA. And uh, if not, I think Anthony Edwards is a pretty damn good second option. Um, um, and then our bigs, Jaron Jackson, Defensive Player of the Year, um, Walker Kessler, the like first rookie, and I don't know how long to to like almost win a Defensive Player of the Year. I think he was second or third in voting. And then Bobby Portis, a champion, maybe the less, maybe him and Austin Reeves and Josh Hart are the less prestigious guys. But again, these are high level role players at guard, forward, and a big spot. That's nice in case of emergency. Um, my pitch to you guys, and I want you guys to speak on it if you want. I think this is a great group because it makes sense from a basketball standpoint. And there's nobody that would come into this with the, this is my ball, this is my show. Like, this is the least egocentric of a Team USA I've ever seen us put. Like, Anthony Edwards a little bit, Brandon Ingram a little bit. But there's so much to cover. Like this team is probably the most logical basketball team I've actually seen Team USA put together. Um, that being said, you're right. It doesn't have the top end talent that we are accustomed to. That being said, we usually don't send the best, 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 best guys uh, for the World Cup. That's usually the Olympics. But how do you guys feel about our boys in the red, white, and blue? You know. I- I do, I do agree with what you're saying in terms of the way the roster is constructed. And sure, it may not have the star power that's going to bring in, like, say, a casual fan. But if it's, um, if it is the start of something where we don't necessarily have to have, uh, you know, this huge personality, big name, you know, egocentric player. Uh, to you know, have us competitive, or multiple of those types of players to have us competitive on the world stage. I think it's a good thing because we've seen, we we have evidence of it not working back 
you know, back in the day when like Allen Iverson, Shaq, uh, I believe Tim Duncan. You smush, you smush the All Star team together, basically. Yeah, you're you're putting an All Star team together against guys who have genuine chemistry, and you know, I guess some part of it also has to do with like love of country, driving them to want to you know perform well on a world stage. Whereas the NBA players, I mean, it's their motivations could be a little bit different. Uh, and we've seen, you know, what that all-star team, third, was it? Yeah, third place finish in the Sydney Olympics, was it? The 2014? Oh, yeah, yeah. They yeah, did like falter we, with Pop. Um, fuck, yeah. Who was the best player on that team, though? That was that, um, that one had Larry Brown as the coach, if I remember correctly. Oh, no, you're talking about the original. Yeah, that's not the You're talking about, yeah, um, like, Duncan and, yeah, okay, same team. I they, thought you were talking about... This they they did have a really bad was it World yeah. Cup? I think they it was had, a World Cup, yeah, because they they did end up winning in the Olympics, but it was like the lead up to the Olympics that looked. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you're talking about that. I'm talking about the one that happened this last decade, but it doesn't matter. Keep going. Yeah, I'm just saying I like this idea of just trying to get these guys who can work well together and maybe introduce a different style of play into the into the international identity of American basketball. So I like that. I'm I'm all for it. I don't I don't mind that, you know, hey, maybe one point at some point, you know, Anthony Edwards does become this big name guy in this kind of and well, it's it just is a mantle, you know, you know. To stay with the MCU references, there it, the Captain America is kind of a mantle. Like it it was um it was a little weird whenever we we did the redeem team, but since the redeem team, it's pretty much been this mantle. It was Carmelo, then it was uh, KD. We thought it was supposed to be Tatum, but it looks like Tatum just kind of did a one and done. Although I'm sure he'll probably play the Olympics. Um, uh, now it's potentially Ant Man um, or Brandon Ingram. I think people sleep on the overall greatness of Brandon Ingram. And maybe, maybe we're a year away from people talking about Brandon Ingram in a different light, but people know, most people know Anthony Edwards talent by now, even if it's hasn't shown on the biggest stage yet. Yeah. And this might be, this might be the start too. That boy's special. I mean, Paolo Bencaro is no slouch either. I mean, I, w- I mean, it's, I-, I would expect him to sort of get big dogged by all the older guys, but he's, <laughs> That dude is a hell of a prospect. Like, let's not forget that is a and and I love that. By the way, Jalen Brunson being my starting point guard doesn't bother me a damn bit. In fact, that probably makes me feel the most comfortable with this this cluster. Yeah, I, I like I like having <laughs> Brunson on that team. I like Brunson on pretty much any team though. If he's established one thing, it's that he can he can be the table setter. But that was why I didn't like him in Dallas. Even you know. You know, I agree they should have done it differently, but it was just ultimately they probably your could best have player. Found a way to work, but it, w- it wouldn't be easy. Well, my thought is just if your best player is a high high isolation player, then you're you you could only have so much room and need for a secondary guy with that same skill set. Like you're just not using Brunson to his full capacity, but you have to pay him like you are. It just I don't think people understand that it didn't yeah, make sense for the average to, to use him like him. a. Use him like a Monty Ginobili, but pay him. Yeah, if he's even completely willing to do that in some regard too, right? But they, it's also fair to be noted, the new CBA, Jalen Brunson, would not be allowed to do what he did. So, sorry, Mavs, you're the last team to get burned on the second-round picks. Um, Rip. But, 
It, the thing that I hear, though, all the time when this is talked about is that the Mavs are the ones... The Mavs didn't have to give him the option to be unrestricted or whatever on the fifth year. Like that was that was a yeah. decision they made from his very first contract that they didn't have to do. And that's probably fair. I don't know that for fact, but I, that sounds like some Mavs. The way that I've that heard era. it, and from the people that I've heard it from, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have said it as many times as they had if it wasn't true. But I know, and, and I like me I not said, understanding I, I, NBA draft slotting and contracts hurts me. I, that. Yeah, I'm just saying I haven't heard that confirmed, but I believe it just based off of what we have, what we came to learn. Well, what we came to learn specifically about that era of Mavs basketball and what Don, what Double N Nelson was at that point, and what his what he thought his job was, and and Haralabob Vulgaris, and all of the like. Clearly, there was. Uh, not a very Too many sick front clicks. office. <laughs> Clearly, there was not a sick front office situation going. So, um, part of me's not very surprised. Um, but yeah, that's it. Um, do you guys have anything else? Um, we'll get into who I kind of think is our be- best competitions. Um, I don't know how I'm going to break it down. If we do, if I have enough time to break it down group by group as we go, it's probably not even that real. I'll be honest with you. Um, I like some names of countries that I find interesting that are in the pool. Um, and then we'll end it from there. Um, I want you guys to be happy to know that the South Sudan qualified. Thank God. Is that where uh, J. Cole was playing? Or is he like- uh, oh, he did. Yeah, he, no, he played in the ball, though. But I don't think this. I don't think this is the... I don't know if there's any ball league players on this team, actually. I'll, I'll look that up. Um, that's the Basketball Africa League, for those that don't know what balls are yet. Um, Jordan made it. Not Michael. Like Michael didn't buy a country. There's a, It's next to Egypt. Sometimes it's a little easy to mistake it. But Egypt also made it. Um, now, I do have, like, uh, either a question or like a future task for you, depending on how you answer. I like that. Um, but uh, just to get to it, who in this FIFA, uh, FIBA, sorry, FIBA World Cup, in terms of an international prospect, should we keep an eye out for that we don't already know? Um, that's probably going to be. Uh, I'll have to double check that they're playing actually. Cause that's kind of why I didn't even want to do it anyways. There's still a lot of navies, but there I'm going to bring up the kids or the guys that are coming over. Like, uh, actually I think he's not playing, but Vasali Michic that we had already talked about that the Oklahoma city finally got to come over. Uh, there is, uh, the Sixers are finally going to keep their big guy that they got Petrosov or something like that. Um, so yeah, basically I'll point out all the guys that, um, you guys probably don't know about, but that are going to make their, um, NBA debuts soon. There is actually one interesting kind of story about this, um, that I don't know if you guys have heard about, um, Walter Tavares. Um, he had a, is that Leody's dad? Right. Uh, his actually, this guy goes by Edie Tavares sometimes. It gets confusing. So he was in the NBA uh, quite a bit ago uh, as a prospect. Didn't really work. Kind of had a moment. Didn't Ultimately, didn't work out. He had been really successful overseas. 
and he's actually got his fucking 64th ranked country, Cape Verde, wherever the fuck that is, in this FIBA World Cup. And he just signed a deal with Portland, I think, to bring him back to the NBA Hmm. after being like this big, bad motherfucker overseas. So that's an interesting one to look at moving forward. Um, but I will do more digging to see if the Kings guy is going to be in. Yeah, there's a couple of guys that are coming over this year. I'll see if they're playing. Uh, just to circle back, uh, last year, South Sudan had a representative in the ball, but it looks like they got relegated. Oh. The, or however that, however that works. Oh, dude, I've been trying to figure it out myself. I even have built myself a map to start to try to figure out some of the global basketball stuff, and it makes my brain hurt every time. But I'm getting there. I'm chipping away. I'm trying to figure it out. But good God. I I love the American sports system. Supposedly, Mozambique has had a team since 1924, and I can't understand how that's possible. Basketball's been a global sport since the day it was made. It was made at an international school um, and spread quickly through and by students. So basketball has been given all over the world and everyone's kind of used it differently, uh, funny enough. And it's been various popularities and there's various styles and rules all because it basically was born. And then it was like, all right, you guys do whatever the fuck you want with it. And in uh, other ball news, because that's only happened, this is, I guess, the third year they've ever done it. Egypt is Egypt has won both titles. Oh, no, wait, there's been three. Egypt's won twice. Tunisia's won once. Okay, turn up, Tunisia. That's all I can give you on African basketball. That's One other funny I'm... note, though, okay, is on this list where it says, like, what year they had founded the team's there's this Nigerian team. It just says unknown. Like they just, they're like, I don't, we just don't, we don't know. We don't know when we Wikipedia? started. Yeah. That's funny. Um, I like to imagine the team themselves. is just like, yeah, we don't know. Uh, it's <laughs> the, the, honestly, the way you have to do that is, um, that, excuse me. Um, fuck. What is it? Eurobasket. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Eurobasket.com. Yeah. Eurobasket.com. They, they handle the ball stuff. Dude, just go to Eurobasket.com and and just hover over every continent. And if that's not the most thorough fucking basketball professional basketball website you've yeah, ever that's seen. Ridiculous. And they have a men and women's tab you can toggle. <clears throat> cool. Yeah. Shit is wild. But anyway. Um so yeah. Actually, look, there's a couple of seeing some. Uh, I was going to kind of bring this up, but uh, former Dallas Maverick Kimball Walker is officially going overseas to finish his career, which is something I'm really happy to see him do. I hope he's successful, not just because I hate that injuries took his career, but because I wish that some of these dudes understood the value to, to just going over there and getting him a, uh, a few, getting a few games or a few seasons over there and helping grow people's appreciation for the American version of basketball as well. And yada, yada. And, you know, it's fun to go see those guys hoop. And I promise you the world isn't playing a bunch of shitty basketball. They just don't, they're just not full of six, eight super athletes. (laughs) It's basically it. 
Um, oh, there was one last note. Um, I have to mention it. Um, I was going to save it for when I introduced the teams, but I just saw this in my notes and I just feel like I can't let it go now. Uh, New Zealand. I would like you boys to look up what New Zealand's men's basketball team is called. Uh, is it not the same as their rugby team? Yeah, just the Kiwis or something. Do you know the New Zealand rugby team's name? Oh, yeah, yeah, the All Blacks. Yeah, the... Or Tall Blacks, sorry. Yeah, the All Blacks? Okay, Tall so... Blacks. Tall Blacks. Yeah, I just... I didn't remember that, and maybe maybe you're right. Maybe this has already come up. I'm not. I'm, I'm sure I'm not the first person to have seen this and be like, "No, oh, it just, excuse just me? makes me think of uh, what's oh his name? <laughs> what's his the name what? in the NBA? <laughs> Who's the Australian guy in the NBA? Stephen Adams. Oh, uh, yeah. When they got no, all mad because oh yeah, I did forget about he, Stephen like, Adams. Yeah, he, he said someone was like a monkey, and he's like. We literally call everyone a monkey. Like it's how we talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, yeah. You know, they just their language is just that much different. Not like the old white guy who who said that Russell Westbrook was out of his something something mind. Man, that one's tough because I watched enough Bugs Bunny as a kid. I w- I would have just said that casually, not thinking about it too. But like, know? so you have not been following Twitter then. Twitter has Twitter has awoken me. And I, I'm a little sad. I did not. It's been a minute. And I'm sure they've washed a lot of it off. If I go to try to watch the cartoons now and like the wherever they have them on um, or wherever. But whew. no, they've Ooh. done most of them. Most of Look, them. Exist, but you, you get you just get the little thing at the beginning. that's like. Here's the context. Like it's not like you know trying to rationalize it, make it okay. It's just telling you like here's when this was made. <laughs> now Ooh. watch it. I didn't realize Bugs Bunny was. I didn't realize Bugs Bunny was would have been on Fox <laughs> News. Oh, dude, it's, it's so getting, true. Like, yeah, wild stuff. <laughs> but back then, it probably was. Yeah, back then, it's just everybody. So they really used Bugs Bunny a lot to like do some. Anyway, we don't have to get in that rabbit hole, but yeah. So I, I prefer to. I prefer the. Yeah, exactly. Pun intended. Uh, I prefer the. The only Bugs Bunny I know is the one that helped Michael Jordan save the world, and there's no other Bugs Bunny. What about the one that helped LeBron realize that it's okay for his son to develop video games instead of playing basketball? Well, it sounds like. Le- never mind. I, there's never mind. There's a joke there that I'm gonna. Let, I'm gonna leave off the table as well. Um, <laughs> Caesar football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> smooth, smooth pass there. Uh, looked like Dak Prescott throwing to CD Lamb in training camp. He just, he just no looked too armed overhead pass. That's, he, a, he, that's he, a hospital ball right there. Yeah, he throws me hospital <laughs> balls to pass the goddamn rock. All right, let's let's go ahead and get this started, fellas. Uh, this is finally the the time of year where I actually have things to talk about. Right, we got notable injuries happening in um, in training camp. Unfortunately, we got some extensions to talk about, and uh, of course, I have some storylines that I think the average NFL fan should be uh, keeping an eye out. Uh, and so, with all that said, oh, oh, sorry, can't forget to mention we also got to talk about Fight Club to end the proceedings. But uh, with all that said, fellas, let's go ahead and. Talk about the things that have occurred in 
training camp. Uh, the unfortunate aspect of training camp is uh, injuries happen, right? Happens to big names, small names, all the names in football. And I think we should talk about some of the more notable injuries that have occurred. Uh, let's start off with maybe not the most notable, but it could be a very big injury for the team. And that is Indianapolis Colts running back Naheem Hines getting injured out for the year. Very unfortunate for, for him. I know that, you know, this is a transition period for the Colts uh, with Anthony Richardson now taking the helm, possibly opening up the running game uh, even more for the team. And he will not be a part of that going forward, unfortunately. Uh, and guys, feel free to stop me if there is like an injury that you guys want to talk about. Or sorry, I said Colts, former Colts running back uh, and now Bill's running back. Naheem Hines. Sorry about that. I got my teams mixed up. I think so far that there was a Donovan Wilson injury I have to follow up on, but I think knock on all the wood possible, all the news has been normal-ish. Normal tramps. Tramp. (laughs) Camp stuff. Yeah, so I think, yeah, for at least regarding our teams, there's nothing Super major. I mean, Donovan uh, Wilson will be out for four to six weeks, last reported on, with a right calf strain, which is something that uh, the Bengals will probably talk about. Uh, or, well, t- Bengals fans yeah, will talk I mean, about. Yeah, and, uh, be, to be fair, we can't bury the lead on, on that potential injury. Yeah. And, you know, we're just going to go. I, I, I think we should just go ahead and uh, get into that one because I think that's the biggest name injury that we have. And that is. For those of you who will listen to this when this comes out, on the day that this was recorded, uh, Joe Burrow, probably uh, or definitely one of the what, top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now, was carted off the field at Bengals training gap practice. Uh, there were some concerns or some worries that it could have been an Achilles injury. But if you look at the video, he grabbed his calf um, and sure enough, uh, it came out later later on in the day that he suffered a calf strain. So, not not season ending ending by any means, but it is something that can linger on uh, through the season. So, that is something that could definitely affect uh, the power balance in the AFC uh, playoff race. Uh, so, who knows what's going to happen with him? I mean, it's unfortunate that you know. What a good chunk of Joe Burrow's career has in the NFL has had injury uh, or has involved some some type of lower body injury. So the ACL, I believe, his rookie year, going into this season after a really strong campaign the previous season, the man is uh, suffering calf strains. So. Uh, as more develops on that, we'll talk about it more. I know that there's a a good chunk of. Uh, medical professionals that I I follow on Twitter that talk about sports-related injuries. And so the more that we get, or the more information we get, the more I'm going to relate on into uh, future segments because I think it is, this could be a potentially, you know, um, huge injury that could affect who comes out of the AFC, right? I mean, the AFC North is already a competitive division. We know about Chiefs-Bengals rivalry. We know that the Bills are going to be hanging around and then, well, and we'll talk about this part later in terms of story uh, storyline to keep keep track of in training camp. But the Jets now, they're in Rodgers. 
I mean, there's a lot that can that can happen uh, here because of the Joe Burrow injury. Uh, and to be I fair, they did start off like shit last year and then pulled it together. So at least they have the experience in it. Yeah, of course. And um, I don't remember who the backup quarterback is for the Bengals, but I'm pretty sure he he's a seasoned vet. If I what's no. up with Andy Dalton? What's he doing these days? Is he not on the uh, is he not on the Saints still? Ooh, you know what? Trevor Simeon. I, yeah, Trevor Simeon, that's not a... Uh, I mean, this is probably the best roster Trevor Simeon's ever had to work with, but Jesus, that is not the type of player that I would want to rely on uh, <laughs> to get me through four to six weeks, potentially, if Donovan Wilson's... Uh, Calf strain is anything to go by for what Joe Burrow could expect. But who knows? Uh, we'll, we'll see. Oh, we got to get Doolin Dalton back in the building. Or, you know, there is another ginger quarterback available. I think Garrett's a little old. Oh, I'm talking about one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Oh, Brad Johnson. That's exactly who he's talking about. Robo Johnson. Wait a minute. What oh, if, he's a panther. If, yeah. What if uh what if they go out and get James Winston? I'd love to see the Bengals go get him. <laughs> Be the backup for a little bit. Dude, somebody posted a picture of uh Jameis and Mariota and it was like who's had the better career? And it was just like one of the saddest pictures I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that that was just like rough. damn. I was like, damn, you really couldn't convince me that that was a two-superstar draft. I assume Jameis has made more money, but I'm not... Oh, it's Jameis for sure. Mario has been almost almost entirely mediocre to doo-doo in the NFL, sadly. He did have one solid season with the Titans, and that was it. That year he threw a pass to himself in the playoffs? I mean that's still a, a cool highlight, but that's I think that's all he's gonna have to hang his head on, unless you yeah. know he uh, wins a Super Bowl with his current team. But uh, I'm getting ahead of myself there. Anyway, let's continue on, fellas, with uh, some of some of the more notable injuries. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Jalen Ramsey uh, underwent a meniscus surgery, so he could be out until the yeah. Summer. So that's that's, a, that's a rough. One. That's a, that's a terrible one for the, for the Dolphins there. I know that's a team that has been stacking some big names and trying to get through. Uh, yeah, this kind of seemed like a, it would be a good a good year to open up the East and them just to take it and maybe I, I mean obviously Buffalo, but yeah, yeah. I mean this this could still be a, a two team race, uh, but who knows with the presence of uh, Aaron Rodgers. With the Jets, but yeah, this uh, this looked like this could have been a really stacked team for Miami. Uh, granted, there is a very big question mark hanging over the team at quarterback, but if you just looked at everywhere else on that roster, that roster is pretty good. Could get you out of the AFC uh, East. I mean, it's not going to be an easy, an easy. Ta- it wouldn't have been an easy task by any means, you know, with the Bills. And with the Jets, but you just look at you just look at this team, and it was there was talent everywhere, major talent on the outside, 
uh, across the defensive line with uh, some of the trades they made last season. And now when once you're arguably most talented defensive back or talent or most talented defensive player uh, is gone for what's going to be a big chunk of the year. It's going to be rough, man. It's going to be rough. It's unfortunate for him. Yeah, not only just him as the individual player, like what he's bringing to the entire group, the experience of who Jalen Ramsey is, is good for the whole defense. So it sucks for everybody out there that he's not there. Exactly. And then let's let's continue on. Um, because there are more injuries, and I'm sure there will be more injuries to talk about as training camp goes, because that's just, that's just football for you. We have some other not as notable news, and I, pardon me, fellas, I absolutely lost track of my list here of all the injuries that I had written down. So buy me some time. Or Patrick, just cut this. I got a couple <laughs> injuries, possible meniscus tears that that are uh, undi- undiagnosed, but they feel like they're there, you know. Is it so yourself? I can, I can relate, you know. I liken myself to a professional athlete every day. I get out of bed and I grind a hustle. You know, I can respect that. Absolutely. Now, oh, sorry, I have my, I have my list right here. All right, so we have Chiefs wide receiver Kadarius Tony aggravated his surgically repaired knee uh, during uh, during training camp practice, although. It's he's not expected to miss uh, too much time in the regular season, and that is a pretty thin receiving core, or I guess maybe not thin receiving core, but it is not a receiving core that necessarily has any big names or anybody that you associate as a number one wide receiver on the outside, unless you just think of Travis Kelsey as a wide receiver masquerading as a tight end. But then that just com- that's completely opens up a completely separate conversation. Amari uh, Cooper, former Cowboys wide receiver, now Browns wide receiver, had a minor tweak, according to sources, and left practice early Sunday, making a uh, making the th- the Browns receiving corps just a little bit thinner uh, than it already was. And then there is uh, the Lions. Uh, Safety, former Eagles player, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who got carted off but uh, with an injury during their first practice. However, it is reported that he avoided any major injuries. Uh, how long he's going to be out for remains to be seen, as it was a non-contact, uh, a non-contact injury. Uh, he allegedly couldn't put any power on his leg. So we'll see what... They say about that. I know that the Lions were hoping for him to, you know, boost a. I guess it was, you could call it a defense that, that maybe not necessarily liability, uh, now right, but definitely liability last season. So hopefully he comes back healthy and can help them out and make the race in the NFC North a little more entertaining. Uh, unless you're Patrick, in which case, you know, you just kind of hope that. The, the the Vikings dominate all the way through. No uh, no stress required. And yep, yeah, that's how it always goes. Yep. And that kind of covers the injury front. Like I said, the more injuries that occur in training camp, especially the more notable names, uh, I will get that information into the segment. 
Uh, but yeah, fellas, let's talk about money and who got shown the money. That's right, Justin Herbert, quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers, got the bag thrown at him. Jesus, did y'all see how much this man is going to get paid? If not, don't worry, I have the number right here in front of me. But does anybody want to guess? It's not Jalen Brown money. <laughs> True. Yeah, it's $262.5 million extension oh, for five years. The guarantee was like 217 Uh, Close, very close. $219 million in guarantees. Ah. Now, this he won't receive any of the new money of this deal until 2025, I believe, uh, in, which, in which he'll receive $100 million in that sure year. Sure he so. will. Yeah, I bet he will. So it's, uh, well, obviously, I don't know how much of that will be guaranteed, but it's going to be a ridiculous amount of money. However, I mean, it's just, up. it's just, it's like all these contracts, it's built to be restructured. Absolutely. I mean, he's going to, he's going to at least for sure see those $219 million. Oh, yeah, yeah. How he receives it will remain to be seen. But he is now the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Uh, uh, in terms of yearly average, va- uh, this yeah yearly average value, which is 0.5 million more than Lamar Jackson, who was until today the highest paid quarterback on an average. On average, so right now the leaders in the clubhouse in terms of who's breaking in the money is going to be Herbert, uh, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers. And laughably so, uh, Russell Wilson round up the top five highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL. Gentlemen, any thoughts on this extension at all? It's a good move. It's a good good idea to get it done now and not wait till he's a free agent or something like that. Honestly, the way it looks right now is you just sign every contract as fast as possible because it's only going up. So, wasn't um, him and Burrow or? Are competing for contracts, or they were competing for contracts before this got announced? I think, yeah, the idea was to get uh, the last time we talked about the Cincinnati Bengals uh, money situation, how their ownership is a little different from the rest of the league. They definitely wanted to get that contract done before I think any of these other quarterbacks got signed, knowing that the next quarterback establishes the next, the, the new bar that's to be set in the market. And I don't think the Bengals want to do that. So, yeah, right now, uh, the Bengals have a, have a new, have a new uh, bar to, to set for Joe Burrow. Injury or no injury. Now, how much they pay him? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> who knows if they could even afford it? As it's not a Mike Brown doesn't have any other like sources of income, I believe, uh, in his fortune other than whatever he makes off of the Bengals. Uh, but yeah, this was definitely something the Bengals wanted to get done before this situation happened, but uh, they've not been able to do, if I'm not mistaken. Now let's hmm. talk. About Sounds it. like a future Dallas Cowboy to me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I forgot that I brought this up in the Twitter chat. Uh, he'll he'll end up 
at 31 when this contract's over, so he's good chance to sign another <laughs> huge, pretty huge contract here. Yeah, especially the way that quarterbacks' like careers are just have been extended. Yeah, uh, if you can avoid the if you can avoid injuries, yeah. Yeah, if you can avoid any major major injuries to your arms and your knees, back. Or, yeah, or your back, like just, if you can avoid any season-ending injuries, like mate. Something that could take you out for double-digit games at least once or twice, you know. By the time your your contract ends, you're going to be you're just, you're just gonna you're finally get Jalen Brown money, I guess. You'll finally be able to get to the NBA money, the NBA dollars on that next contract. Are we gonna talk about power ranking our top five funniest jokes about role players in the NBA making more money than? Running backs. <laughs> you know, I did want to talk about uh, running backs la- uh, last week in terms because that that's a that's a position that uh, listen. I have a hot take for this, but I, it's not prepared. All right, I don't even know if it's a hot take, but it's just something that I I see where the landscape is going in terms of running backs and salaries. They're not going to go up. I mean, no. There's just nothing these players can do e- either to make this go up. No, not so, the direction of the play of the game, and yeah, no, and even and if we have, to sh- that, uh, we have to note that Saquon already broke. Whatever, dude, he got an extra half million yeah. <laughs> for one year. They had that secret meeting, and he he was he, he sat, attended, he sat <laughs> he attended that Zoom meeting and, and was no. like, "These dumb motherfuckers." <laughs> he said, "Nah, I got to help myself here in this situation. I see the future." Time's running out. There's aliens, guys. I gotta take this contract. <laughs> it's unfortunate business, but um, like, guys, I gotta get Barbie tickets. And I need this check. He's like, you know how much it costs to live out here. Come on, throw me some extra. Well, I do think that there's there is a bit of like these guys have to mold themselves into like if Christian McCaffrey was healthy, like I don't think people would be really upset with paying him. A healthy sum. No, there'll be, there'll be two. Player. There will always be at least two that are worth it. But overall, it's you can just have a wide receiver do most of what they do. Well, it's basically like it's looking at Zeke and it's looking at Henry specifically. And it's like, look, you guys are amazing talents. You guys would have killed football in 90% of the eras of football. But because neither one of you really developed any sort of realistic option of being flexible in an offense. I mean, yeah, it's like doing your a, job. You just being a time is giant, right tall, eight foot postman in the NBA right now. Well, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, we went from a world where you had three guys that were capable of running for at least a thousand yards, potentially um, just like how you had, three or four big goon dudes that couldn't do shit except for foul Shaq because he had to deal with Shaq. Um, it's just how football was played at the time. And it's, it's unfortunate, but you know, I like Saquon. I like these guys. I think there's enough talented guys who can mold into more flex players on offense. And then, you know, football can get more fun too. Once like more imaginative, imaginative people come along and talent keeps going on. Like who's to say that wildcat options is like receivers or running backs, even throwing the ball can be used more optionally. You know, who knows? If, just, if you want, don't let me if you yourself. want, 
if you want pro football to get more imaginative, go get these offensive coordinators from six-man football down here in Texas into the league. You're going to start seeing some wild plays. I just can't help but well, think yeah, the but NFL they won't is going to get more any running. <laughs> yeah, no. They, well, well if they did, it, like, it would be very clever, and it might be the it might be some just, different just, player. Just jet sweeps. But uh, you know, you still the there's still a use. Like I still, if I was running a football team, I would still draft a person, or you know, I would still attempt to roster. I mean, yeah, a I, thumper, I can't remember who you know. Who it was that made the point that like you you do still have to go get dirty yards, but you don't have to pay for those. Yeah, there's a cap on it, and and it's just unfortunately really if your line if your offensive line's good enough, then your running back can get those three yards you need. You know, you're not asking him to break off forty afterwards. And, and you can make every excuse in the world. You can say everything in the world, but at the end of the day, we saw it. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's Zeke and Henry happening at the same time as well. I think it's just, I think it just stuns enough people where that's, that's, that's like a league wide sticker shot. And honestly, it's, it's been going that way a long time, but like Adrian Peterson and Frank Gore kind of confused everybody into thinking there's such thing as a long term running back. All right. Well, it just takes, it it takes big examples. And even Frank Gore, Frank Gore had some rough seasons at the end. Yeah. I mean, he, Frank Gore was more just kind of there and reliable and didn't necessarily get any major injuries after his, I think, initial ACL tear coming out of Miami. So he's, I think, well, I you think know he, he did have one as a, as a pro, but yeah. yeah. I think it was that rookie year, if I'm not mistaken. But, but yeah, he was away. He, he was just there, right? He's like, oh, you're available to play? Okay, go get me three and a half yards if you can. No, but that's why we're... We're gonna see some of these guys sign too. Like these no, these guys are gonna get jobs. They're just, they're just not gonna enjoy their paychecks. Absolutely no. They're they're not gonna enjoy the the being probably the lowest paid uh, skill position uh, player. Or absolutely, actually, the yeah, I mean, lowest paid skill position player, and probably towards the bottom of the overall roster i mean i mean really that's where you're like honestly at, at this point uh maybe the market has turned for a guy like zeke uh is it wait, remind me is henry a free agent or they what is the what derek, happened with him derek henry is not a free agent okay yeah he is still rostered right yeah uh and he did it's not like he came off a bad year he still had i think over 1500 yeah hours. there's still more there but at the end of the day it's still you're still kind of looking at the zeke thing yeah, let me look up his contract real quick. Uh, because he signed, so he signed a four-year deal. I don't remember when he did that. Hold on, let me go to good old Spot Track or Boat Track, however you want to pronounce that one, to see what exactly his salary is going to be. So he has a base salary of about ten point five million dollars this year, and he's out. He's going to carry a cap hit. That's a uh, Pretty rough, I believe it's yeah, sixteen million dollar cap hit. If they were to, if they were to cut him, uh, and if they were to cut him right now, he has a dead cap value of ten million. Oh, that's why. So he's they, the most. I think he's the most expensive running back in in the in the league right now. That is why those two names will be synonymous, and that's why people will look at this era and feel a type of way about it for a while, but it's just how it is. Yep. And I think if there's any running back that was at least worth 
that Vasali that uh, Derek Henry had. It's uh, Derek Henry. Like just as a pure, yeah. in terms of at least they pay, at least they paid him for the right era of his career. The Cowboys paid Zeke for the for the first part. Absolutely, and you know, well, it remains to be seen. I know that the Derrick Henrys had a an insane amount of usage uh, since becoming the primary running back in ten- in Tennessee. I don't hate Sean, uh, Henry. But... Henry does have the highest cap hit this year. Yeah, and his in terms of just. The amount of touches that he gets there, it's it is insane since the offense does run through him. And I, you look at that roster right now, you see how that team is built. Uh, it's probably going to stay that way until the wheels completely fall off. And that's the thing. I mean, he missed some time last year, right? No, twenty twenty one. He didn't miss, miss any uh, time year. last year. Uh, I think he might have missed like a few games here. Let me. Because like I seen I for, in my head it was like he was out, and it was like all right, they're not going to make the playoffs now. I mean, they, I don't remember they how did, that all went. He, he did still have uh, a lot of yards. Let's see. He missed. I had no idea. One that Tony Pollard. He missed. Tony Pollard yeah, is the third highest running back cap hit right now. Franchise tag is nasty business. It is. Yeah, his um, he missed one game last season, uh, and had three hundred twenty-nine oh, okay. attempts. So. It was 2021 where he missed half the season. And even so, or actually a little bit more than half. Even so, he still almost ran for 1,000 yards in eight games. The, the man still, he still's got it. He still got it. But, uh, oh, man, right Cordero now, uh, Patterson can't get himself paid as a receiver. Sorry, sorry. I was a receiver or a running back. Well, like, there's a different version of this dude's career where a more imaginative team can use him sooner. Obviously, you don't want to be gimmicky, but it does feel like it's, you know. Bill Patterson I mean, has a, the un, is unfortunately like a guy who he's a football player. But yeah, he's it's not Taysom a, Hill. It's like, what what are you? He is. Yeah, he's just like Taysom Hill. He's just a football player. You know, Cordell Patterson, uh, a much higher quality football player, but still just a football player. Like a guy who can do a little bit of everything, but doesn't excel in any particular Right. area and that's like the bane of his oh man if he had been on this career. Vikings team though so much we better we're gonna mandate a rule where receivers have to play at least two downs on the offensive line hilarious <laughs> I mean yeah it's, I kind of feel like it's eventually you're heading into you'll just basically run a five wide out set with one kind of coming in and out or a couple coming in and out of the backfield from time to time as you move down the field I basically just want every play to be the pitchy pitchy woo woo at the end of games. I've seen some. I've seen some cool endings to. I think it's Canadian football where they just like keep kicking the ball across the field back and forth to each other, and the same play. That's always interesting. I don't know what the hell is going on there. Yeah, they do have a whole other set of rules, don't they? Here's a little interesting point. And this is something to come, kind of come back to Derrick Henry and the whole running back usage and, com- and uh, contract conversation. So, right now, he is at about 130 less rushing attempts than Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott did get, what, how many career receptions does he have? I believe he has, um, yes, 305. Okay. Yes, 305. That, that sounds high to me, honestly. 
Which one's yeah, I don't... at center more often? <laughs> yeah, I think it's less about the, the sad part is, is, is like I could actually see Derrick Henry being a pretty solid center. I mean, yeah, whatever, like he'd get wrecked. So he's a big, he's like poor Zeke didn't actually stand a chance. The, that guy actually, <laughs> like, he's a big dude. That guy's built like a refrigerator. Zeke's still yeah, a short dude, but Zeke's still a little bitty guy. Uh, the line is still Derek a whole Henry different is, game. Derrick Henry is built like a predator. Not like not like the kind that uh, Chris Hansen would get, but like the kind that Arnold Schwarzenegger would get. So yeah, uh, just looking at in terms of the career uh, touch differential between the two guys, and the reason I'm going to bring this up is because it's going to be really important to look at in terms of when the wheels could potentially fall off for Derrick Henry, and because if they don't, he kind of. I don't want to say he helps the conversation in terms of it's worth paying a guy, but if a guy's a freak, I think know? yeah, that's what that's what you're seeing with Derrick Henry. Just like Adrian Peterson, it's just the he's an outlier. Oh, oh wow! Actually, you know what the the difference in overall touches is going to be quite a bit. I assume Henry's got a million more, but and no, actually, uh, because he didn't really. So they both came into the league at the same time, but Derrick Henry didn't get any real usage his rookie year. Oh, and okay. He didn't yeah. become a full time starter until about late in 2018. Whereas Zeke was immediately thrust in. Yeah, he had split carries with the great DeMarco Murray. Yeah. Who? Weird, weird. Who the but, Cowboys uh, smartly dumped at the right time and then just immediately forgot what they learned there. <laughs> Well, no, they, yeah, they, they fell big hard into, into like, I, I don't, yeah, they, they fell in love with the idea of, uh, there was a different version of Zeke that we should have got than what we did get, though, I feel like, too, because there was things that young, spry Zeke could do that went away quickly. True, and just so, just so we know what the difference in their career touches R is three hundred and nine. Okay, so that's a full that's a full season's worth of of rushing attempts extra that Zeke has on his body that uh, Derrick Henry doesn't. And then you got to add into the factor of his coach was Jason Garrett, and so he ran fucking H back dive fifteen times a game. Oh, I mean, you might also say that he had a better offensive line and probably had more opportunities to avoid hits at the first level. That doesn't matter. It's still just. We literally, our offense was just run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run, pass, yeah. run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run, pass. One, hey guys, one quite a few, get run, run, pass. One quite a few games. Yeah, you can win the games when they be, when they're not as predictable. When they get predictable, though, that formula does not look awesome. Oh, sir. But uh, yeah, this is uh, this is something that's going to be looked at uh, as like case studies in the future th- between like. To two different types of running backs who got insane amount of money for the position, at least. And we're seeing how one seems to still be holding together just right. And then the other one's, you know, he's still looking for a team. Still. Still it, coming home soon. He's coming home soon. Don't worry. He's we're playing against those cones. He's running against those cones so hard bro did you see the team get who or who got cooked on uh fucking twitter the 
somebody like uh, did a drill really nicely, and they were like, "If this guy's not in your top five fantasy players, oh, you don't yeah, know what's going that. on." Oh my god! I, wasn't that like, Twitter? I'll uh, fuck you up if you're not careful. <laughs> wasn't that like like Bleacher Report who tweeted that out? I know that I thought it was just an independent like account, but it could have been somebody that worked for somebody because they were at camp videoing and stuff, obviously. But yeah, it was like it was he just uh, he. Cut a, he cut nicely on like a route defended by a coach that was wearing like regular tennis shoes, and he and then he said that, and it was just and even if he's right, it's just hilarious that to post that and declare something so profound and bold. And that's my favorite part of of training camp is all of the bold, outlandish, and really just unreasonable takes that people. Oh, uh, dude. What else? Like Jalen Tolbert season. Bro, it's Jalen Tolbert season. Repent your sins. We're getting the hype train started. I've got another kid, uh, Cropper, Cropper something. He's about to get so many hospital balls. Got the hospital balls. That listen, if there's more hospital ball throws against air, I would be worried. But you know, for for now. Whatever, dude. Funny. Ten less than ten, ten interceptions or less. How many games played? <laughs> hey, uh, I will say I want to. I want to give him because I do. Sh- I, you know, I got you know. I like to get on the air. Like we've we've established that I don't mind cracking a little wise at my QB. Absolutely. But I want to give him credit because he did. He did get asked about the Netflix show, and he allegedly. Uh, turned it down because he said that he and the team gets too much media. So thank you, Dak. I agree. Good on Dak. Like yeah, that. I don't. I was so I, I want to give him his win here, even though yes, he also is trending for throwing hospital that, balls into air. <laughs> did that cut to his yogurt commercial immediately after? Or? Yeah, honestly, I mean, I appreciate this. I'm honestly him saying that kind of keeps me. Like I can watch the sleep number commercials a little bit better now. At least he gets it. Like I just needed him to vocalize that. It makes me feel slightly better. Not completely better, but slightly better. Now, I just I just need to know what what, what is this? He has a he has a fucking yogurt commercial now. I've I've, I've just he's been had one for over a couple of years now. Has he? I've only noticed the 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 bed commercial. Well, there's like regional commercials and then there's the national commercials. So sleep number is what everybody sees, but the yogurt one might just be a little cool. Okay. Uh, who is it? Oikos? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen a commercial to this, though, so I don't know how uh, who broadcasts it. Maybe it's only broadcast on like Dallas Cowboys stuff or like local, or like local networks. I mean, if I've seen it, that means it's been on TV. Like during you know Cowboys what commercial I see every day, whatever. What's I that? Bring it up again. I already brought it up before. The total T commercials. It's just all I ever see. Just NBA TV is basketball and total T. Oh, like you don't have enough testosterone. Yeah, the total T commercials. The men's T oh, center. Yeah. That's what I used to hear on the radio all the time. It's it's still going. They're still giving that that commercial. The Dallas Cowboys. You know, now since we're on the topic of the Dallas Cowboys and money, I think we need to talk about two players right now, uh, Bethke. 
I didn't plan on this, but we might as well get into it. Well, we might have to push the Fight Club back a week at this point. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, I'm happy to talk about the Cowboys. But well, I was just curious of what your thoughts are, not necessarily on the contract itself, but just kind of the timing of the the announcement of Trayvon Diggs's uh, contract extension and Zach Martin saying he wants to hold out for a better deal for himself. Um, pay that man his money on both accounts. Both accounts. Um, I think that it's posturing, so I'm not going to worry about it yet. Um, I, I did hear people say that, you know, camp isn't as a good thing for big guys to miss. Um, so maybe that's the only thing that really is a worry. Um, I don't give a shit about how much Diggs got paid or what that means or if he's overrated or whatever. Um, I'm glad that that situation is done and out of the way. Um, I, again, I don't know enough about the cap. I don't know. I don't know what they should be doing, but I like the player. The player's good. Resign the player, less headache. So I'm going to look at it from that perspective. And Trayvon said some good stuff to this uh, camp already. He's had some good quotes. I mean, Trayvon took a what looks like it's a from a player PR standpoint is a team friendly deal. Like, like I didn't get the highest. I didn't get to be the highest paid in my position, just top five. Then I'm happy with it. I'm I'm happy that he cherishes the star enough, and that they're starting to see that pay off. So we can save that. We can save that seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to go get some help. Well, hey, be an Aaron Rodgers. Take the vet minimum for us. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, so yeah. I, I, I he took a, a big contract uh, pay cut. So, yeah, I guess I, I don't know. I, I am worried about the Zach Martin thing because I just don't see where I don't see where there should be anything. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe they just thought they were going to get away with being slick and then he called them out. That's fine because like, that makes sense. That tracks for their for their <laughs> history. Um, it feels like they're gonna get it. Like it feels like it won't actually be an issue. Like they're gonna figure yeah. it out. Like I don't. I don't it know. seems like I mean, most of the Cowboys B writer people are like, "This makes logistical money sense. It doesn't make any sense in the world if it didn't happen." But then all I hear is, "It's the Dallas Cowboys. Be prepared to be dumbfounded." But that could just be me. Could be just scar tough. tissue. It seems like yeah. everyone outside of Jerry is probably pretty appreciative of what Zach Martin is. It shouldn't be a hard deal to do. I agree. No, <laughs> it really like, shouldn't be a there's hard no deal way to he's, do. He's not demanding to be the number one guy at his position. He's just demanding to be Yeah, he's closer. seven million below. Yeah. yeah. The there's like guy. nine guys ahead of him, and that's like, yeah, so, just not. And maybe yeah. it just crept up on them on accident or, or quickly or however it happened. I mean, I, I always assume that when they're signing deals, they're like, we're going to re we're going to circle back on this, you know, like I just see that's part of it. So everybody can't reset the market every year either though. So I get that. Um, I, um, I, I, so yeah, like I said, it should be easy to, to do. Um, I gotta say though, I think the coolest part about it was that Steven Jones had a poker face for the, for, for the whole thing basically, because he didn't, he didn't really get into too much. Um, and then what less than 24 hours later, we're finding out that the Diggs extension is announced <laughs> and, you know, so yeah. maybe there's, maybe there's a little bit of different, you know, maybe we really are in a different era of Dallas Cowboys football where 
this team can be a serious contender because it's not having these front office shenanigans every year that they've got to work against throughout the season. But I dare to speak <laughs> well, too right. soon. <laughs> I would argue that if they don't just go ahead and pay him, then that 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 is causing front office shenanigans. That yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. This is the point where we this next couple weeks will be would be very telling about where we're actually at. I feel like because there's nothing that would set back all the progress. There's nothing that would set back as much progress as as if this got ugly. So yeah, you don't like you don't mess with Zach Martin in the room. It's not yeah. the biggest deal in the in the world. Like, I guess you could have a future with them if you're it's playing. But it's such an easy win for them just to be like, yeah, here's yeah. a couple of extra million that we definitely have and can exactly you no problem. Exactly. Maybe, you have yeah. such you have so much invested in, into Jack. You want to protect your investment by having one of the best interior offensive linemen, or just one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL. Period. You know, protecting this guy. So Dak, who is also on a now friendly-ish deal comparatively, and who you're going to have to decide on if he needs another deal soon. You know, and I think that there may not be a rush to do a Dak extension because maybe there is still a hedging the bet thing from the Cowboys, which I, would be my move. I don't know if it is their move, but I would definitely <laughs> at this point drafting. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, obviously, if you want to find a replacement, you have to do some work. But I mean, just looking into the quarterback you have and being realistic about a window that you have, whatever it is. And if it's another season of all shucks, you know, there is a point where I think it's kind of fair. So. Yeah. It's kind of. Well, we'll monitor that to see what what comes of it because it could be not that I'm ex- it could yeah, I'm not trying to say doom or gloom. Yeah. I'm just saying it's realistic. It's like, look, I mean, we like the guy. We think he's a top tier guy, but at the end of the day, like if we if if we run it out again, and there's really as few as excuses as you could have. I'm sorry, I get it. The Eagles are good. The Giants could be good. Fuck it. The Washington Commanders could be pretty good. It could just be a tough ass year. At the end of the day, it's not necessarily about, you know, it's about surviving the season and having the best team moving forward. And it's just, what are you yeah. going to do? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, transitioning on to the next uh, bit. And I don't know why you're showing me people like I get it, but Gil Brandt, like, come on, like, this is a whole new front office. Most of the new people that they have haven't even been involved in Dak's fucking decision, other than the Joneses. Uh, if no, they have I to should, replace I... him, if you have to replace a quarterback, you have to replace it. And let's be honest, if the Cowboys replace Dak, they aren't doing it in the draft. They're doing stupid shit. We know <laughs> well, that's that. what I was saying. Is yeah, right. or, or that was kind of what I was looking at. Is the they haven't selected a quarterback in the first round since Aikman, and they've had two really good ones back to back that they just fill ass backwards into so how often is that going to happen well it's not Mark easy not but like i said it's but, it's also oh, you can't more just interesting more interesting than that uh is do you know what team what's the only other team that hasn't drafted a qb in the first round more recently than that uh hold on can i i'm gonna try to take a guess uh, the Igloos. 
is it the is it the Saints? Oh damn it! Y'all, y'all took Pete Wentz. It is the Saints. Yes, nailed it. The Saints. I think it's like nineteen seventy nine or seventy eight or something stupid that like that. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because I think about it, I'm like sense. they don't, they haven't drafted a quarterback. I can't think about. And like, they only got Breeze. They basically they only got Breeze because Miami was stupid as fuck. Yep. And honestly, if you would have asked me, I would have thought Aaron Brooks was a first round pick, but I guess he wasn't. No, except no, he, was, that, no, he just, was a Packer. And he was, yeah, he was a Packer first, and I think he was like a six rounder for the Packers. I don't know. I I played a lot of Madden 2006, and I just yeah. remember seeing nothing, nothing but legacy of pure success, winning Hall of Fame level talent coming through the New Orleans Saint franchise consistently at all times. Always round four. Mm-hmm. Okay. I really do hate that the Saints have been so piss poor because I do feel like they really like unobjectively they have some of the sexiest like uniforms. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The logo, the logo is incredible. I I like so, the aesthetic a lot. So it's Black unfortunate gold, that they've a little bit of white and gold. It works. They've got a lot to play with too. It's really, they're one of the few teams where the logo actually has anything to do with like the t- the town or the state or whatever. What do you mean? We have stars in Texas. We yeah. got cow folk. We got cow folk around here. The, I I mean the the single star is definitely a good like it that lines up well. You're right. That is a good one. And hey, I and I actually do like the so kind like, of sinister you know, looking the Bengals, cow. The Bengals have like a bee with stripes in it. And that's just Patrick, kind of are you telling me like, there aren't any purple Vikings in Minnesota? I've been lied to. Uh, there are. Yeah, I mean, there are a ton of Norse. People there, no, no, no. right? I, didn't, that yeah. I thought that's why they were Vikings. I talked yeah, about purple but... Vikings. Yeah, y'all. There's the not Viking literally purple people purple. leaders there. The Viking mascot isn't a purple Viking. Well, it has enough purple be. on it. Wow. <laughs> He's clearly a white the... guy with blonde hair. And what a lot about of the uh, angsty cowhead for Houston? Yeah, that's the lazy. <laughs> Houston Texans is so lazy. That's a that's a poverty franchise, man. Well, just in every every sense. Oh, but it's all those Jaguars and Jacksonville, the Panthers in Carolina. Cardinals Cardinals doesn't make any sense. Right, but the (laughs) brand could be so nice, and then it's just oh, the uniforms look clean as hell. The white, the all white with the red logo and everything. I love that look, but. There aren't any. I don't think there are any Cardinals in Arizona. Uh, I, you, you know, only when the Pope visits. There you go. The, good, but, that's a good bar right there. But the Pope is not a Cardinal. It's a no. But he, he used to be. Probably you. Hey. You probably know more about the hi- the hierarchy than I do for sure. Yeah, they just elevate a Cardinal to the Pope. Okay. The, the Cardinals. Yeah, that's all it is. Nobody they jumps. You don't like jump around. There's not like any big surprise, like when the Goblet of Fire spread out Harry Potter's name. My brain wants to take this to places (laughs) where jokes shouldn't go because of the the history of that that church and whatnot. So we're just like Sinead O'Connor. R.I.P. Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, R.I.P. Sinead O'Connor. But (laughs) we're not going to use our platform to talk about it. Other than finish it, since we're kind of, I think. I don't know what if we're coming to a close or not, but 
But we uh, started on movies. And, you know, Spotlight, really good movie, real hip-hop of journalism about similar topics. So there you go. There's another great movie recommendation snuck into the podcast. You know, that could be that could be Patrick's uh, punishment is to watch that. Uh, watch Spotlight's what, what not a punishment. Spotlight Neither was Undercover Brother, but he, he labeled it a punishment. No, yeah. Spotlight is, is, is literally the real hip-hop of journalism. Like... Like that that movie right there is probably shown in every J school across America religiously. Yeah. You know what? Actually I do I do have a punishment film for him if okay. if we were looking at it as the sense of a real punishment. Because I felt like it was a punishment to watch this film. And I like willingly watched it. I went to the UNT uh like uh what is it? They had this center where Chilton Hall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We could rent movies and stuff. You can rent movies and yeah. video games. And video games. There's a movie, the 2009 film starring uh, the the man with um, an absolute uh, just massive wiener and William Dafoe. And you know this because they're going to show it to you for no reason really. But it's called Antichrist, and it's a it's like a horror art film. By Lars von Trier, so that that could be your your punishment to watch that one. Because okay. I watched it, and I was like, uh, uh, "There's a lot of there's a lot of weird stuff going on here." It was like, um, "I'll watch it." It was like an eight. It was like an A twenty four horror film before an A twenty four horror film actually came into existence. Well, and the foe really just will make whatever the fuck he wants to. Yeah, and uh, a grieving couple retreat to their cabin in the woods, hoping to repair their broken hearts and troubled marriage. But nature takes its course, and things go from bad to worse. Oh yeah, they Antichrist. Do yeah, they get really bad. Honestly, I was like, why the fuck did I choose to watch this film? But whatever. I like that a... the the full cast is three names. Yep. Yeah, hey, keep it, keep it going. Keep it short and sweet. And, and, and honestly, two of the names are just pronouns. Love is He, she, and then there's Nick. And that's about it. Oh, this guy who made the Nymphomaniac movies. Yep. Yeah, that's uh that's that's your punishment. And then Spotlight will just be your hey, let me let me let me enjoy a quality film. It's real hip hop. Sounds uh, yeah. fun. I think I can handle that. I believe in you. Let's uh let's go ahead and finish this one out, gentlemen. I think we can push back Fight Club, but I do want to end things with uh the storylines. Yeah, we We're not gonna get into them. We're not gonna get into the storylines, but these are just rather storylines that I think the average fan should look into uh as training camp proceed. So gentlemen, as we take this down to the the two minute drill. If you will, these are the five training camp storylines that I think everybody should keep an eye out. Number one, uh, actually, you know, we're going to go from five to one. So on number five, this one's pretty important. I think it kind of relates to the recovery that Bronny James is going to have. And that is Damar Hamlin and his recovery as he participated in the first week of training camp. 
he's out on the field practicing with his teammates. Uh, obviously, for those of the or for those of you who may not remember, uh, which if you don't remember, I don't I don't blame you. It was pretty. It was a pretty hard thing to watch and sit through, and but it was talked about a lot. Uh, Demar Hamlin did experience a, a unique type of cardiac arrest. If I don't rem- I don't remember the exact name for it. Isn't it uh, but it's sudden heart- cardiac arrest? Uh, I don't think so. I don't have it pulled up on me right now. Unless somebody wants to pull that up. I mean, yeah, there's uh, the sudden loss of heart activity. Yeah, sudden cardiac arrest. Yes. Uh, yeah, it, what is it? It's called, uh, it was Pomotio Cordis, I think, was the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, like the Latin, yeah. Yeah. Which I think that was uh, was caused his cardiac arrest. I think that's that's the thing that caused it. So anyway, it'll be interesting to see that how he recovers and how he's able to, if he's able to play and have a normal NFL career going forward, considering everything that he went through, and that we don't have a lot of evidence or a track record of NFL players coming back from this and leading. Or going on to having like uh, successful careers or just lengthy careers in general. So I think that's a storyline that we should uh, monitor to see how he does, how he does in training camp, how he progresses, and if he looks good in in preseason and going into week one. So hopefully, Demar Hamlin uh, recovers well, and we can kind of learn more about these early cardiac arrests that. Uh, athletes may experience and how this can relate to other athletes in different fields. Uh, the next thing that I want people to kind of look into, uh, just because I think it's really funny, and it's that is Tampa Bay really going to roll with Baker Mayfield as QB1 for, for this season? Like, are they really throwing in the towel that, this early? Uh, we have enough evidence to realize that Baker Mayfield, at best, it's just an average NFL quarterback. And at worst, he is a walking meme uh, ready to throw one of the wildest passes you've ever seen in a direction that it shouldn't be going to. And the man is just going to walk around with a huge chip on his shoulder that really, at this point, I'm like, dog, you you don't really need that chip on your shoulder. Like, we, we know what you are. And you don't know who you are. Clearly. Uh, so I think that's a story that sh- will be funny to monitor. Actually, that entire AF- or NFC South is going to be funny to monitor because there's no real QB star power. The whole division's a dumpster. Yeah, the whole division is a dumpster start, a dumpster fire with no real star power at the QB position. But that one, that one particular, I think is going to be the funniest one. Now the next, uh, the next one that I. W- want to talk about or at least want to mention is uh rookie qbs how are they adjusting to the league who's looking good who's looking bad there's a lot of interest to be had in the next generation of qbs especially with this qb class in general because there's a lot of outliers in this one with bryce will levis starting what's up so is will levis starting no absolutely not 
I, I don't think he's going to start. I, it'd be funny if they start him, but uh, I don't think Ryan Tannehill is going to lose that lose that job to him. At least not not in training camp. Maybe through injury. But otherwise, no. Although that would be a very funny thing to watch happen is uh, that guy take NFL snaps and we realize he's not good. Not, not good. I don't think he's going to be good. I've heard a lot of people say that he's going to be good. I'm like, I don't see it. I don't see it with this guy. Uh, but anyway, especially for a guy who can't turn his neck. But anyway, yeah, the the thing that I want people to kind of look into is, especially with like uh, some of the guys taken in the first round, Bryce Young, statistically the smallest quarterback ever drafted uh, in the first round. And then you have Anthony Richardson, who is arguably the most athletic quarterback ever drafted in the first round. Uh, two guys who are going to be two different types of projects. One is, can he can he hold up in the league? And the other one is, can he develop in the league? Uh, so that's something to look into. The last two, and this one, I've, I've, uh, this one's kind of a personal one for me uh, because I'm a, I'm a big fan of this guy as a player. It's Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense potentially becoming a more pass-oriented offense under the new offense coordinator, Don Munkin. I know that the Ravens is just not like a sexy brand of football, and it's never really been like a, a franchise where you're like, man, they're going to light it up in the air. But, um, you know, Todd Munkin does come from the college ranks with a uh, a reputation for being a really good play designer, especially when it comes to his pass plays. So it'd be fun. it'll be fun to see if Lamar Jackson kind of evolves his game to work from more within the pocket instead of uh, being known for running. Even though if you look at him, uh, he doesn't really throw to the outside and, and run to the outside in terms of when he passes while on the move. He likes to work the middle of the field a lot. So we'll see what they do in, in Baltimore to evolve his game and maybe have him attack different areas of the field. And then lastly, and I think this is going to be the most talked about regardless, but I, you know, sometimes low-hanging fruit is just, it's just right there, you know? It's, why not, why not pick at it? Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Is it going to work? Will it be forgettable? Will it end in a spectacularly horrible fashion? Will, will be able to see the seeds of any of these potential routes, you know, get planted here in training camp and start to route as the season progresses but um right now Aaron Rodgers has taken a huge pay cut has gotten some of his guys from Green Bay but let's be real they weren't really that great in Green Bay and weren't really that helpful in the passing game and he's just bringing them to the Jets because you know that's his guys uh to the detriment of some of the young talent that they have on that team so it'll be interesting to see how Jets training camp goes, and I think they're going to be, or I think they're going to have their training camp recorded by some television show. Am I not mistaken on that? Hard knocks for the Jets, yeah. Yeah, they got forced into it. Yeah, uh, you know, every doesn't every team get forced into it, or not every team, but every team that gets put on that. Yeah, but apparently of- they're not going to show anybody getting cut now, which I actually don't mind because it was kind of always irrelevant dudes anyway. So you're you are kind of just preying on the weird part at that point. 
Yeah, that's fair. Well, it also, I think when the NFL changed the cut date rules or whatever, that changed how that worked in Hard Like, it removed all the drama from it in Hard Knocks, anyways. So. Yeah, yeah, but it was really kind of weird to be. It was just. Oh, kinda, for was, sure. I, I don't it, like yeah, it at all, but like it was, the. It, the way it was like, uh, what do you call it? Formulaic went away, so it was like didn't quite fit anymore with the episodes. Yeah, I think it sounded good at first, especially with the trend of reality TV. But I think eventually people just it kind of got gross to watch people who barely had a shot, you know, find out that they're not going to make it. <laughs> no, I think Real, ideally they would like they would yeah. like shoot it, put it in a can for a decade, just show us like ten years, like put a gap between it. Yeah, that's fair. But that's not how money's made, right? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's all that I have for the training camp storylines. Uh, if there's anything that develops in any of these particular lines that I think is worth mentioning, I'll definitely mention it. But this is really just for, I think, those who are starved or don't know what to focus on in terms of, you know, stories outside of their own respective teams they just want to know a little bit more about the league or learn more about other teams i think these are some of the things that uh that could be looked into that could be fun that could be fun that could be interesting and uh yeah next uh next week we'll we'll come back to the fight club because i think there's a lot of derailment going on uh mostly because i wanted to derail patrick as much as i could with undercover brother talk yeah, we missed a week, so there is more to more to try to get in there. So And we can make the final four, you know, we can really build that up, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, why not why not give the our fighters uh some We're in the Elite Eight, right? We're in the Elite Eight. We are in the uh, yeah, that's what we got that's what we're going yeah. through next. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, so then um, we can really romanticize those. So we need the anticipation to build. We got seven more fights left to crown a champion. Yeah, we can double up and show That's easy. No, I don't think we need to. I think we got it pretty good. I think there's... Are there seven weeks for the NFL season, actually? Maybe there aren't. Yeah, there we is. have to break down every minute and every play of every preseason game. That's that's how it would. That's yeah, how it's, it's going to be like the episode... Part one of the episode is going to be... Uh, what did LeBron eat for breakfast? And then part two is going to be Cowboys fourth quarter preseason depth oh, we're chart. Gonna, we're we're going to be talking about South Sudan versus Lebanon. We're <laughs> this sounds like we're going to take this podcast off the rails. I'm I'm here for it though. Listen, it's October become- season, boys. Don't worry about it. If this, just becomes, if this was an everyday about- podcast, I would be down to talk more South Sudan basketball for sure. <laughs> oh, dude. Well, that's no, good. Please. The people would love to know that you care about South Sudan. I don't I don't I don't think I could do I could do daily sports talk at that point. Just give us a radio show. I mean, yeah, what's the difference? Uh, you have more time to edit things. Uh <laughs> We can we can say a lot more outlandish things on a podcast, for sure. You know, just one of us needs to become the next. Um, what's what's that guy's name that's escaping my head? That does a daily Steve show. Jobs. That 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 works. Uh oh, Pat McAfee. Yeah, 
I'm going to just become the next Pat McAfee so we can do Daily Show. Oh, you can't oh, touch the X players. Yeah, the X player market is, that is that's where it's at right now. It'll, it'll circle back around and then we'll take advantage. Yeah. We're mean, all X Eventually they'll fuck it up step. too. Yeah. Eventually they'll fuck it up too. The circle of life. Oh, that does it well, for right. football, fellas. Uh, if you guys have anything else, I'm down to listen. But otherwise, I'm all set. I'm hanging up. I'm writing number one on my little episodes without falling asleep. It went from Beautiful. zero to one. Beautiful. <laughs> and um, until then, uh, I want the world to go to their nearest internet machine. And I want you to go see what Deuce Vaughn looks like around a bunch of NFL players. Just to bring a little joy to your day. <laughs> That's it. Have a great one. Well, Give us a rating. Yeah, uh, rate. You, you can't rate. do individual ratings, but you can comment individual ratings. So, you know, if you, if you want to rate us too, you can Inception, you can take it further. We have to go deeper. Give us all five stars. Uh, but every time that Patrick falls asleep during the episode, you you subtract a point. Right, oh, show yeah. me how dedicated you are. Give me a minute by minute critique of every episode in the comments. Yeah. Yes. We promise. Yeah, somebody. just do a stream a stream of consciousness of typing while you're listening. Um, I'll read it if anyone does it for sure. Oh, you're, you've got my attention for sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's right, uh, next time. we're in delirious hours now. It's time See to go. you next week. Later. All right, later, guys. Bye. That concludes episode 24 of Pass the Rock. As always, please stream us on every device you have, on every device your friends have, and tell all your friends. Tell somebody. Post it somewhere. Share us. Uh, talk to me on Twitter or X or whatever the hell they're calling it. Mm-hmm.